welcome to with this on season five episode 15 where we watch world's toughest race eco challenge fiji i'm chris lorenz this is brian robert kitts this is vj welcome back vj uh this is your first time listening uh we do a different reality show each week and critique make fun of decide how good or bad it is based on the episode we watched and this week we watch Amazon Prime's new reality show. Rob, why don't you give us a description on this one? From the creator of Survivor, 66 teams descend upon Fiji to complete to compete in the most epic global adventure race ever attempted. Bear Grylls hosts this 11-day expedition that pushes competitors to their physical and emotional limits. For the veteran teams, the goal is to win. But for most, the dream is to finish and prove to themselves and the world that they can prevail in the world's toughest race that's world's toughest race colon eco challenge fiji on amazon prime thanks rob yeah so uh this is some sort of just kind of race we watch people race along with getting to know the teams and their sob stories as uh we love on american reality tv and uh we go from checkpoint one to like checkpoint or checkpoint zero to kind of checkpoint two. Some people made it to checkpoint five, right? Yeah. yeah Cause there was like a whole loop thing. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so checkpoint five is the last one we saw. That's where the medallion was. I thought right. that was like checkpoint six or like not a checkpoint. And we'll get into that. <laughs> doesn't matter. Stupid. Uh, we don't need to get into the minutia about it right now. Yes, you are stupid. <laughs> How dare you? I'm going to mute you. <laughs> You're off the podcast. Uh, yeah, so this is like a Nets race, guys. They're just in Fiji, just like trekking through the jungle, like as fast as possible. Yeah, like I feel like seeing an amazing race and the shit they have to do on that, like they ramped it up to like 11. Like that amazing race is one. Amazing race is like if you like a toddler version of this. Yeah. They're like, hey, go from here to here. We get your plane tickets. We'll get you there. So we could show this. Like, no, this is just Fiji. You you go. You were in the jungle in the middle of the night. You go try to like navigate through this like water and then like for twelve hours. Like it's nuts. And no tech or anything to help. Yeah. It's, it's, these people are insane. I think that's kind of part of like just society in general now where people are just learning more about these niche things where like Amazing Race, who knows, maybe Amazing Race was based on this and they were like, hey, what do we need to take from this to make it into like a show that is like reasonable for the average person to watch. But now because we have like all these streaming services, they're like much more willing to show niche stuff on like the internet. And so they're like, yeah, now we can show the real thing. We don't have to like show the watered-down Amazing Race version of this. I think this is, to one of Rob's usual points, is that, like, the Amazing Race was so, like, it's so structured that it's, like, uh, it's, like, how fast can you run? How fast can you solve a puzzle? Or, like, this is how fast can you do, like, an endurance challenge? It's very freeform versus, like, the constricted, like, we're shooting this TV show with all these logistics. We got to get these people from here like follow these people with these cameramen and like set all these flights. So there's just like, they don't have thousands of people to like do as free form as they can do 
in this show, seemingly. I have a question. So this is season one on Amazon Prime, but like Eco Challenge was a show before. Did anyone else heard of the show before watching this today? No. I've heard of the Eco Challenge. The Eco Challenge, I don't know if it's always a show. I think it's just a race so, that they do occasionally. At least one year they did a show. And this was, so I remember this, this was back right after Survivor first premiered because it's Mark Burnett is also behind, was originally behind the Eco Challenge. And I heard about it in the context of, oh, this is the guy to Survivor's other show that's not very well known. And the, the key thing they want to say is in the first episode, someone pees in a river and there's a leech that if you pee, it follows the pee up. And uh, that's bad news. And so that, that was what I, that's my previous uh, history with Eco Challenge was learning about a, uh, a leech that goes up your urethra. All right. So I looked it up on Wikipedia real quick. It said that it was on TV from April 95 to April 2002. Whereas Amazing Race starts in 2001. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I think like they've tried like putting the real race on TV. They're like, this doesn't really work for people at home. We got to make it more structured, make it more like a TV show. And now they're like, you know what? Dial it up. Is Mark Burnett involved with Amazing Race? Or is that different people? I don't know. Okay. You're I definitely don't know. right. Like, I, I thought, to- totally thought Amazing Race would have been first. Uh, for VJ, you're... Uh, the internet corner was the eco challenge before the TV show or was it created for the TV show? Unclear. And this one, it says eco challenge, the expedition race is a multi-day expedition length adventure race originally aired on TV 95 to 2002. They did mention like the last one was in 2002, right? Yeah. So I think it was always a TV show. I think it was was some TV show they put on. Like, this is pre-Survivor sort of proto-reality show. And then, like, it didn't really work in the late 90s. And now they're they're trying it again and see. And maybe it doesn't work either, but, you know, we're watching it. Who knows who else is watching it? in, In our, like, if we look at, like, past reality shows, like, this would be one of the first ones if we would consider it a reality show, which seems to look, I mean, it is because the producer set this thing up and like let them go and film them. But like in the grand scheme of things, it's almost like a documentary because it's a race and you're just following these people in a race. But there aren't that many reality shows before 1995. Just to be clear, Wikipedia says that. So like it says Eco Challenge is generally regarded as the genesis for modern day reality television. Well, there you go. I mean, that's what I was trying to get to. Is like you've got Real World, which starts slightly before 1995. But like Survivor yeah. doesn't start till 2000. You can't imagine hey, that e- this wasn't like a inspiration for Survivor. Oh, this is definitely an inspiration for Survivor and Amazing Race. You know, like totally. did someone say what they saw it described somewhere as Survivor meets Amazing Race, which I don't think is totally accurate. But like you can see how someone who had this got, you know, we're able to say like, let's do a different show that turns into Survivor. Let's do a different show that turns into Amazing Race. I think that's just the marketing that Amazon pushed at me. Like, oh yeah, I don't think it was like something I made up. No, like, I wasn't saying you made it up. I was sh- saying you heard, you saw it somewhere. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like, in that aspect, I mean, this clearly isn't the 1995 version of the show. 
we're watching the 2020 version of the show, which uh-huh. is like involves the normal American like sentimentality of uh, just like sob stories and getting into people's like backstories and finding what's interesting about somebody. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But like, I can't imagine 1995 had all of that. Like that seems very no. much like a modern American TV sensibility. Well, it's like an NBC Olympics kind of thing, but I, I doubt the the original one in 1995 had all this stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe in a, like a throwback month, we'll, we could go back and watch the original because I think that would be really interesting. You know what else they didn't have? Bear Grylls. I was just going to say, we got to talk about Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls, the host of the show, providing his usual nothing to this group. <laughs> it's just like saying the obvious all the time, repeating himself. Just kind of like being there. And just looking hot as usual, Chris. That's all he's good for. <laughs> hey, he, he jumped out of a helicopter. What more do you want? He did do a backflip out of a helicopter. So I'll give him that. He did more than nothing. But up to that point, it was like the team's in first place. It just says first place on the screen. And then it'd be Bear Girls like, that team's in first place. I'm like, thanks, Bear Girls. <laughs> I. <laughs> I will say, I don't think he got the coin out of the water. I think that was a dive dummy. Mm. Dive, dive double. You think that he didn't do the backflip? I think he did the backflip. I think that, like that's just the bare minimum he's going to do, or the the maximum he's going to do. And then well, everybody else did the work. I think he does the backflip, and then like there's a different, there's a boat down there, then they set up the next scene. Like It's not like backflip right in to get this medallion. I just think he's going to stop there. This do you think he actually did the backflip? Or do you think it was a, a, a stunt double for the backflip, too? It could have been, but I thought I saw his face. Like, I noticed that, like, mm. I, I was looking for his face during the diving part, and it wasn't there. Mm. Oh, maybe. But we got to go back. We have to go back and see. Like, I was surprised he did that backflip. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. The, right into us, if you think Bear Girls actually did it or not. <laughs> uh, so, like, what is the history of Bear Girls here? Does anyone really know? Do we need the internet corner on Bear Grylls? No. Well, like he had like he was in that wild, and then the garbage spinoff Uverse Wild, which he <laughs> had on this show. He did do Uverse Wild, the Netflix choose your own garbage uh, show. Um, so he, like, Wikipedia he says he became widely known for his television series Man vs. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. He also had has climbed everest cool i think i mean like i mean that's definitely a feat but not a feat us like if you if you said he climbed k2 i'd be like oh man that's intense yeah ever like chris, chris is just hating on climbing everest right now is that- yeah he's got all those sherpas with him you think he, he really climbed it by himself no way Here's the thing about his climbing ever. So I think there's a little bit of difference there. Firstly, he um, did it in 98 when a lot less people than today had done it. Secondly, he, he was among the youngest people to have achieved this feat at that point. Um, there was some debate as if he was the youngest Briton or not. Um, and... I mean, I'll give you that he did it in 1998. So, like, it's like if you did it this year or last year, like, it's becoming kind of like a touristy thing to kind of come and try. If you're like, my, like, you can't, you can't be like unathletic and do it, but it's 
much easier nowadays from what I can tell. It is definitely far more popular. I don't know what easier. It is definitely far more popular to do, which goes back to my earlier comment of like, I think like all these niche things are more available to people. And hence the show has been brought back because people are more willing to like see these things because they're more into these things to begin with. Yeah. I don't know if people are more into these things or if it's just the value of a smaller audience that's into a very niche thing is higher now. Ooh, that's a good point. I think it's a combination of both though. Like, I think like the fact that more people are willing to like try out eco challenge, for example, I bet you like today there's more people out there who are willing to try out eco challenge than there were when it originally aired in 95. That's true. I don't, I don't know. To Rob's point is like, if you look at ratings in 1995, like if you had a one, like in a TV rating, which is like 1 million people watched you in 1995, you're canceled. Like there's like one is garbage. Like, but yeah, one so today is like a too hit high. show. Right. Cause the opportunity cost was too high at that point. Right. Cause like you, you like you're put on on primetime TV, you could put like a rerun and it would have a rating of seven. And then you have a one, so it's like, oh fuck! I might as well just put the rerun on; it'll be free. Yeah, but like it's—they're not giving out that much money. The the winners only get a hundred k here, which like, I mean, it's no small amount of money. But for like such a high budget show on on like Prime Video, like you know, it's it's clearly not a lot of money. Um, I I mean, like a hundred k is more than a lot of shows we watch, but which I all. Always like, but like winning team, team has five members. They're getting 20K each and that's it. I thought it was four members. There's all, they all have like this assistant crew member who helps them at the camps. I, I just found that out as well. Oh. Um, we, we hadn't really gotten to that in our episode. Yeah. I didn't even know they got money. I thought that was just like, you won the race and you get like props for winning. Like, I didn't even know there was a price. You get a fist bump from Bear Grylls. And that, that, that's the price. You get a signed photo with Bear Grylls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Bear Grylls is Bear Grylls. Like, he's whatever. He's not doing the race. Let's so talk Bear about Grylls, the- Because this is in Fiji, they must have had Bear Grylls, like, full time there for the whatever, 10, 15, 20 days, whatever it is, right? And yet they show so little of him. So that seems weird as well. Because, like, you know, generally I would have said like, oh yeah, they just had him show up for like a couple of days and then call it a day. But like, he must have been there the whole time. Like, it's not like they're he's, they're constantly flying in and out of Fiji. Well, he's got to be there for the eleven days, right? Yeah, with a lot of popcorn to eat from the helicopter. <laughs> like after uh, he was there when they first set off. After that, we never see him with any of the contestants, right? No, but I bet we you we'll see him every day of the race. Oh, you're saying they like post-produced it to like have him there, but he's not actually there. He was what at was some of like, the checkpoints. He was at like checkpoint two or something. Oh yeah, he was at checkpoints. He was at checkpoint one, and he was like, "Hey, how come you didn't use the sail and stuff?" You're right. He, he there was that. Okay, like, so I, I, I rescind my comment. I, I forgot about that part. Like I'm shitting on Bear Girls, but he seems super excited about this. Oh, I yeah. don't know if that's like something he his character manufactures this like excitement. Like exultation or not, but like, I don't know. It seems like he actually wants to be here and watch these people. Like, it's I don't think there's any like flying him anywhere or like he's obviously probably pampered, but he's he seems to really be interested in seeing who wins this race. 
yeah i mean he's an adventure man so like why wouldn't you want to see like people take on this like crazy ass adventure i don't know i think he should compete with it <laughs> he should <laughs> all right let, let's get into the actual race here so we have 671 kilometers over 11 days and this is all through like the islands of fiji this includes like it starts out with them on like these canoes where they have to do like a ton of rowing slash sailing to like some mini island is what we saw and then they did like some more sailing to around to another island and did like a jungle trek and like most people didn't finish the jungle trek but some one team did team new zealand finished that jungle trek uh and there's 11 checkpoints throughout this whole adventure i guess and we saw five of them i think there's more than 11 checkpoints like there's like that's what they said 11. i assume there be more 31 checkpoints like in the whole race okay oh maybe it's just 11 until like the first like cutoff so like if you don't make it somewhere within the first three days right you uh you're eliminated from the race and so like a lot of the team's goals are just to finish the race and there's some teams obviously trying to win but i they like to focus on the ones that are just trying to finish the race uh we'll get into some of them i guess um which is i like that aspect where there's like there's something you're racing toward that's not just the end yeah, so there's 66 teams. Uh, 30 countries. Uh, 30 countries. 22 of the teams are American. 22? Yeah. Because we got introduced to like seven, I think. Seven USA teams and like two other country teams. Uh, so I'll go through the ones that I have and we can go over their stories. Um, we've got Team Onyx. They are the uh, the the black team essentially. They've come out and said that they were the black team, and they have a guy that's the speedo guy. He has a different speedo for each day of the race. Um, so hopefully, there's nothing that's gonna like no ticks or anything that's gonna come out at him while he's out in the middle of the jungle. This team is definitely one of the. They are trying to finish the race, not trying to win the race teams. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they were in the middle of the jungle by the time we left them. Uh, they looked kind of lost. So we'll see how they end up in the next episode because it seems like. I think they were at checkpoint four. So I think they'd just gotten to checkpoint four. So okay. I think they'd gotten through the worst part of the, the jungle part. But they're definitely in the, they're like 50 something out of 66 teams. Yeah, it's like there's 66 teams. And I think like. Four or five of the teams we're going to mention are in like fifty plus place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not much to say else about Team Onyx that like their sub story is that they want to like be more representative of their culture and like it's great. Uh, then we've got Team Bend from oh, Oregon. Team Bend. So they were number one as they rode all the way across, did not use their sail to get across the beginning and then this one of their team members what i don't know what his name was dan like, overheats and just like they pretty much stop 
because he's like dead. Well, they haven't stopped yet. We, we got so Bear is talking a lot about the first part. They have these canoes, but there's a part where you can open up a sail. And Bear talks about like there's a trade off. Do you want to row the whole time, or do you want to use the sail? And he's describing this. It's like, why wouldn't you use the sail? Like it just seems better. And but a couple of the teams in front just want to keep rowing. And Bear asks one of them like, "Hey, why why aren't you using the sail? Like, oh, we can go just as fast rowing." And I'm I I don't get it. Like, you can go just as fast not rowing and saving your energy. That seems better. Like, I I I definitely didn't. They didn't do a good job of explaining what the advantage of not using the sail was. No, I thought that like they said that hey, there's not enough wind, so they can go faster rowing. And then for particularly for Bend, like someone on their team was like, yeah. Dan's just a beast or something like I don't, I don't know what they said. He's just a powerhouse. Yeah. But anyway, like I don't see why you couldn't have the sale and row, and then you're getting like benefit of the sale and trying to give it some extra. Anyway. Well, I so, mean, like to their point, you have to stop, set up the sail, point in the right direction, and like if you don't ha- if you don't ever stop and you don't have to point in the right direction, it doesn't help you. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. It seemed crazy to me. And then we had Team New Zealand didn't use the sail and they're crushing it. And then we had Team Bend, who, like, Dan, you, you say he overheated. Like, he has, like, some serious heat stroke and is just a bad scene. Or, like, he, he's taken a bunch, like, he's taken, like, his shirt off. They, his, like, his skin is looking really red. And they, like, literally have him on a leash. He's, there's something tied to his shorts. And the guy in front is pulling to kind of pull him along. And it is just tough to see. And so they're in first place going into the jungle. They're almost last place at checkpoint four. And it's just, it's like, they're definitely not, they're, they're, it seems like they're going to be out. And it's just, you know, going from one of those teams that thought they were going to win. And now I think they're not even going to finish like the first uh, milestone at the three days. Uh, we'll see. One thing- I feel like they could bounce back. <laughs> I think they're done. <laughs> Quick side note. You talked about the team New Zealand and team Ben being in the front. And so they keep talking about how Team New Zealand is like the defending champions. But like in the moment, I didn't realize what the history of this show is, right? I didn't realize they're defending champions from something 18 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And it's like just that one guy, I think. One guy, yeah. gets all of them. He was the captain then and he's the captain now and they are still Team New Zealand. But it's not all four or five of them aren't the same. I don't know, and I don't I think, think it's so. just Like, some of those people were pretty young. I can't imagine they were in these competing 18 years ago. Right. But, like, they keep making a big deal about how he's, like, the Michael Jordan of yeah, people challenges. And he's I'm the like, Michael Jordan. Oh, I'm like, Michael Jordan only took a year break. Like, this dude has been on an 18-year break from this race. I don't well, understand what we're talking about. To be clear, I don't think this is the only, what they called, ultra-endurance expedition race. So like this is just like this is just the eco challenge. It's just like one of the majors that's been absent for two thousand two thousand years. Yeah, I'm not years. sure what like the biggest like I feel like the show didn't really do a good job of like telling me about the world of adventure racing. Right. Yeah. Well, everyone had like a different term for it too. Like some people called it adventure racing. Some people well, they- called it an endurance race some people call it an expedition race like well i think part of that is like like half the people are just noobs that they're focusing on they're just not focusing on the actual pros they talk about they you know 
that captain Nathan from Team New Zealand being like the Michael Jordan. But then like he doesn't really talk about his life or anything. He just kind of talks about his team for a second and then like, yeah, that's cool. We don't we don't really care to know anything about your, you know, the sport that you're actually in and you're apparently the go of. Yeah, I mean maybe he just doesn't know how to be reality show like on a reality show or as like the US people do. They're like, Oh, you want my sob story? Okay, here here it is. They, he doesn't care to be on the show. He's just trying to fucking race. Like, doesn't want to be in any of these confessionals. He just wants to, like, hey, uh, where's the next leg of this race? This is exactly when do they why do the, the US... confession? When do they do the confessionals for these sob stories? Because they're in this race that seems like it seems like there's no set break where you don't race. Like you're just going for eleven days. So what? What? I, I well, maybe we'll get into this when we talk more about the production schedule. But I was wondering when they make the time for these uh, these confessionals. Well, so Wikipedia says. Each of the first four legs finished at a camp where the team must rest for a mandatory 90 minutes. Oh, 90 minutes. You, you, you get those confessionals in. And, and 90 I feel like like they're like mandatory rest, but like when they say rest, they just mean like, hey, give us your time. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think there's also a good part of the beginning where you have to like do a couple days of interviews with the producers or something. And that's where you get the majority of the confessionals we saw. Yeah, episode one, right? But like, yeah. I, I feel like you know, I don't, I don't know how many episodes are in this um, season, but like, future episodes, all the confessional stuff will be about the race that's ongoing, not about their life and stuff. So yeah, 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 the, yeah. the ones we saw, but like the future ones definitely won't be the case. I, I mean, I agree. I didn't like, but I didn't see where they would have broke at this point to do those confessionals for the future. You know, you know what I mean, like. But now that you say that, that I guess each like cutoff point to have a mandatory break, is that essentially what it is? No. So this thing says like the whole race is split into five legs. And after each leg, you have to take a 90 minute break. But then that means that's a 90 minute break every two days. Right? Like that's what I mean. I'm not like, you know, on average, like of course they could do it like first four days or four breaks and then, you know, seven days have fun. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. seems seems weird. Like it's it's not obvious to me. They we I don't think we did a good job of like keeping track. Like we could have easily checked the clothes, right, and like seen how the clothes are looking relatively in the confessional versus the race. We didn't do our due diligence, Rob. We didn't. We weren't paying attention. Oh, I'm sorry. So tough. So many teams. All right. Uh, yeah. Nothing else to say about New Zealand team other than their. The goats and they're a number one. We'll see how they turn out. Rest of the show. Um, we've got Team Unbroken. They're from the US, obviously. They're vets. Um, their sob story was the woman was a vet and she had like some sort of something happened in Afghanistan where now she's like deaf. Um it's in a rocket attack. Rocket attack. Um Nothing. I don't know who else the other people are. Apparently, it doesn't really matter. Uh, they didn't have a good enough sob story to be on the show. But once they got to checkpoint three, they decided instead of going like they didn't have. There's no road between checkpoint three and checkpoint four. Just a straight shot through the jungle. And they were already in last place. 
So they decided it would be a better idea to follow the road back to checkpoint two, to follow the road to checkpoint four, to backtrack back to checkpoint five. We didn't really talk about how checkpoint two, three, four, and five are just kind of a circle. Yeah. So two and five are the same. Yeah. yeah. You go from two up a road to three. You got to go through the jungle to four, then back down the road to five, but five and two are the same spot. So they're going to go two to three, three to two, two to four, four to two, and that's five. Yeah. It's a, it's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see. <laughs> like, they're saying, like, man, like, this is going to take up a lot of time. I don't know if we can make that two and a half day checkpoint. And I'm like, yeah, you're not making it. Like, I feel like this is just definitely like game over. Like, there, you're, you're, you're gonna get get uh, you know mercy ruled, and and then that's it. Like, I, I don't see how this this works out. I love how in the confessional that they have, which obviously I think is after they got kicked off, and they're like, "Why did you do this?" She's like, yeah. "Well, I was deaf, and I couldn't really see what they were saying, so I was just like, whatever." <laughs> like, she's like, "All oh, the lights, I couldn't read their mouth, like just." What? That's garbage. Not well, an excuse. There's definitely another guy on the team who was not the captain who was like, yeah, you know, like our, our captain made a, an executive decision. We all got to go with it. But he was clearly like he thought this was the dumbest idea. Like <laughs> he definitely didn't think it was a good idea. Yeah. I wonder how you feel being on that team because like he seemed pretty young and like the rest of the people kind of seemed kind of older. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's tough. They'll be back. We'll be back with the new captain. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? So, like, it doesn't, like, Amazon put this out. Like, is Amazon going to run the next eco challenge? Like, did th- is this going to do well enough to do the next eco challenge? Like, Wikipedia Amazon, Wikipedia lists another eco challenge upcoming. There uh-huh. we go. The Chile event to be held February or November 2021. <laughs> February or November. <laughs> That's like a huge gap. Like that does not seem like it's going to happen. I wonder if the plan was February and now with all the COVID stuff, they're like, maybe maybe we'll wait till November. I I don't know. It has to do with probably the weather of Chile and like, well, if we can't do February, then like November is the next time you can do it. This this seems relatively easy to do in COVID times, to be fair. Right. Like, like, creating this bubble like and you know you could maybe not you don't have to do 66 teams maybe you just do like you know apparently like the original ones used to have far less number of teams yeah um maybe you could just do 10 teams get them all tested and you know they don't really have to interact with other people uh yeah so our next team is team indoor uh from the usa as well uh this is the one with the dad that has alzheimer's travis uh, and apparently I think the dad did all the eco challenges before 1995 to 2002. So they were planning on doing this and he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. What's the team name you're saying? Travis. Team Endure. Team Endure? Endure. Okay. I see. Yeah. So it sounds like what, tra- what the son said was the dad was going to do it with his old team and his son was actually trying to get his own team going. And then his dad got diagnosed with Alzheimer's and the son decided hey, like, that it didn't make sense for the dad to go with his like, more intense team. But the son and the dad wanted to do it together at that point. And there was like a potential bonding thing. They're definitely in the just trying to finish. It was not clear to me if the dad's old team was in the race with someone else as the fourth person. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 
this was the thing that really annoyed me about this episode is like the only teens we ever know is just like these people that have these kind of weird sob stories. Yeah, but I think part of that is like they might have looked at the whole season, right? And been like, okay, a bunch of the sob story teams are going to get out after day three, right? Yeah. So we got to cover them early and then we can get to the serious teams because then the serious watchers are there to begin with. No, I I know, I know. I mean, I it gets people involved. People like it. I don't particularly like it. So it's just like kind of eye rolly for me. Uh, but like, it is impressive that this guy's doing it with Alzheimer's, but like, he's clearly not late stage Alzheimer's because that would be no go. But I don't know. Who knows how many, how many symptoms he actually has. Yeah, I don't mind the sob stories. The bonding stories is what I hate. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. This family's close. Like, I don't, what do you want me to do with that? Right? These sisters, they like to hang out. And <laughs> yeah. this, 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 this dad likes to hang out with his two daughters. And this dad likes to hang out with his son. I'm like, I don't like families hang out. Like, what do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, crazy. Uh, our next team we could talk about is Team India. Which is like these twin sisters from India that they like climbed a mountain or something. And they're like, yeah, it's difficult for women in, in India. They don't see a lot of people, a lot of women doing crazy endurance challenges. So they wanted to show that women can compete with men or whatever. Like, and that that's their team. That's their story. And we got a bunch of time with them. Um, they have also climbed, climbed Everest, by the way. They've climbed like the seven peaks. Yeah, I don't know what that means, really. There's like seven tallest mountains or something like that, like Everest K2 and a few others. But like, that's yeah, but I'm, but I'm looking at their Wikipedia. It doesn't have K2 on it. Oh, oh maybe K2 is not in the seven peaks. It would just not. be the seven peaks of India, of the like the Nepal's oh, or yeah. whatever, whatever the mountain range is called. Incorrect. Like all of that. Like I can't believe you know so little about like Everest. But like, well, what did, so just, little about Everest. Everest is in a mountain range, and I'm sure there's other mountains around it. Yes, <laughs> correct. But like, it, that's a. You're correct. It's in Nepal. B. You know the mountain range you're talking about here, right? Yeah. Anyway, so like there's not seven peaks in Nepal that people go to. There's yeah. some seven peaks that they've done. I think they're in seven different continents and maybe that's what the deal is. Oh, I, I don't know. I was just waiting for Internet Corner to come and tell me I was wrong because I have so, no idea what I'm talking about. Wikipedia talks about the seven summits, which is the highest mountain in each of the seven continents, including <laughs> one on Antarctica. Right? That seems crazy. Yeah, real crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that. Nuts. Wait, wait. A map of the seven summits, or nine, depending on the definition. So maybe the Antarctica one doesn't necessarily count. I haven't read well, this they, article. They, they've done the Antarctica one. They've done the Antarctica one? Right. Yeah. One thing that I really kind of annoyed me about the show was, like, they just kept calling this Team India instead of their actual team name. I was like, there's right. more, there could be more teams from India. Like what, what, like what's this team? Name? Like New Zealand was like NZL. I think kept, they kept, that's what their team name was in like the description. But like, I, I like, 
I was really annoyed. You know what? Like, well, Team New Zealand, they were just going for it. Like, yeah, they don't need their other team name. I mean, like, I'm sure they have one. It's just. No. So, so the Wikipedia says, like, basically, New Zealand, there's two teams, Team New Zealand and Team Tiki Tor. So, like, I think that one team actually just named itself Team New Zealand. That's like, they didn't really <laughs> think about it too much. They're like, hey, we're the defending champs. Don't you know? Team New Zealand. Maybe, like, just like team? 18 years ago. Like, like, you know, they were kind of stuck with names, shitty names like that. And then they were like, you know, Team New Zealand. And then they're like, well, we don't want to change the name if we're the defending champs. I mean, maybe they just like signed the paperwork and like, yeah, we're Team New Zealand. We were Team New Zealand last time. Team yeah. New Zealand this time. They didn't know everyone else got like cool names or terrible names, but like not just the country they were from. I think Team New Zealand's a great name. Well, I just didn't know that's what they're. They're They're not the only team from New Zealand. Yes, you're showing up those other teams. Like, you think (laughs) you're from New Zealand? We're Team New Zealand. Go to hell. But I agree with Christo that, like, the Team India, like, it just just wasn't Team India. That just wasn't their name. No. One of the twins says the name. It it is Cookery Warriors. I'm not sure what that means, but that was their name. I mean, it was just confusing to me because I was like, everyone has a team name, but you got Team New Zealand and Team India. I'm like, that doesn't seem like their real team name. Well, I was proven wrong that one is Team New Zealand, but like, that's just a weird team. Right. Um, speaking of terrible team names, we've got Team Able Ables, which is BJ's favorite, which is just a dad and his daughters. Maybe the mom do. We're unsure. We're unsure of who else on this team. It's just like, yeah, their daughters, you know, the dad did an endurance race and his daughters are there and now they're together on this endurance. Hadn't the dad done eco challenge before? And there's a photo of him with his daughters as little kids, and now they're not little kids and they're doing eco challenge with him and with an unnamed fourth person that may or may not be the mom. (laughs) And a fifth person that we don't know. The cameraman, I guess. That's true. Uh, that's all we got about. He's. They're also from the U.S. We've got team out there. Uh, I don't remember what that team was. I don't have any notes, so we'll ignore them. They were out there. <laughs> they're out there. Uh, we got team Iron Man or Iron Cowboy. Iron Cowboy. Yeah. So this is another team that they all did supposedly 50 iron mans in 50 days in 50 states no no that's just one of them that's just the iron cowboy okay there's there's one that was dude un- who's that's the why i said iron supposedly because it was it wasn't clear to me if they all did that or one of them did that or they were all have done an iron man but not the 50 50 50 thing correct that's the last option is the correct one the so they mentioned a few things that it, their team name is team iron cowboy but then really Iron Cowboy is just one dude. And so they've just named their team based on him. And is then, that person the captain then? Uh I, I would assume so, I guess. Uh no, the captain is the lady, because she's the one always talking and she's the team captain for sure. I just looked it yeah. up as well. And then additionally, they also mentioned that they've done hundred twenty two or hundred twenty six Iron Men between them, which like if four people do fifty, then you know. There's more than that. So this is, that's why I knew they all did not do the thing. <laughs> uh, this is one of these things where it's like, I can say me and the Iron Cowboy, we've done 60 Iron Men between us. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, for sure. And I bet you it's actually higher than that. 
Yeah, right. no problem. If you did 50 in 50 days, I'm sure there's a few more in there. Right, so, like, like he I, must have like done at least 20 before that. You don't like, you don't just do he, three. And then he's like, oh, now I'll do 50. What if he did 100 and then the others just did like, you know, <laughs> five each? <laughs> it's I mean, totally possible. So for people who don't know what an Iron Man is, it's yeah, fucking, it that. seems even more nuts than this challenge, to be honest with you. It's a 2.5 mile swim followed by a 120 mile bike ride followed by a marathon. It's in like just in the doing one of those things is so hard. You've never swam. If you never swim, like, like really swim like two and a half miles is long fucking time. And then you put a marathon after you've done all of that is just insanity. Yeah. And then to do any back-to-back days, like or back-to-back weeks or back-to-back months, it just seems nuts. Those legs are legs of steel. <laughs> and then you get you know the trap. We were talking about this before the podcast. You saw the travel in there too. You, you're if you're doing it in a different state every day, you also have to have time to travel to the next place. It's 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 crazy. Also, like the logistics of setting up. Like, there's not a lot of places in some states to, to swim two and a half miles. Like, like where are you He's going all- for that? He's also done a lot of um, what's it called, half Ironman. I think that's just half. Like you do one point two five swim, like fifty bike. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, but like it's just like he's also done a bunch of those. Those are much more common because people can actually kind of do those. Uh, but then I was like, oh, I kind of want to know more about this fifty 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 thing because that seems really nuts. And then one of the follow-up things on Prime Video was like a documentary on the 50-50-50. So that's in my queue to watch later. I don't know about that one, dude. Give us the update. Maybe I will. I will. Pop that on that side TV. I think that could be good. Um, Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have any other teams to talk about. I got one. Uh, We had Team France who flipped Uh, a boat over (laughs) at the beginning. And that was it. That was all we heard. <laughs> but okay, to be fair to Team France, the two teams flipped their boats at the beginning, as far as I remember. There was Team yeah. France and Team New Zealand. Yeah. And Team New Zealand is in first place after the first episode. So it seems like flipping the boat, no big deal. No, it's definitely not a big deal. But like, that was just like, all they had. We didn't need to talk I, about it. I did like the traffic the jam that the Team France flipping oh, created. Yeah. There was like 20 boats stuck behind them. These boats are like generally pretty large so that you know like they, they kind of take up a lot of space so like so we start out this race with like these 66 boats like like one after the other and clearly the one boat's closer than the last boat like we have a nascar situation where like at the end like if you were boat one you've got to go the extra like certain like leg of the race or is it just like, oh, this thing's fucking 600 kilometers. Like, what does this 500 feet really matter? I, definitely so that. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with your concern there. How do they do that stuff at marathons? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think right? they care either. I think it's just like, this thing's 26 miles, like whatever. But yeah. like, I have to imagine some marathons come down to like, you know, not too far. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Right? Yeah. Like, Cause like if you're like- racing on a track, like sometimes they'll have like the starting points and you'll know exactly which time in what lane you like you end in. 
if they're short enough, but if they're long enough, like people all over the place. So I, I don't know. Well, if you're doing it on a track, they do it so that, you know, like either there are the races where you're in your lane or where they stagger it. So then, you know, your time to come into the inner lane that's like made up for because you started a little further ahead. Like they figure that out. But like, I just don't understand how to do it, you know, not in like on tracks. I just don't think it's like official times, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like in the I, Olympics, how do they do the marathon? Right, exactly. Times like, there. Totally. Like when, when someone's like, I'm the marathon world record holder, I think it's an official time case. <laughs> Get out of here. No one cares about your opinion. Like, uh, for, for like car racing, it's pretty obvious. They, they do qualifying before that, right? So you actually like race in a different way to figure out where you're going to be on the track. Yeah. Yeah. I, is there any other minutia? Like, should we get to questions? Like, let's get to questions. It's questions. Is anyone going to watch another episode of the show? Oh, that could be. That's a good question. We should put that on the questions. Okay. I thought yeah. I was going to get yelled at for like asking a question that's on Chris's list. No, I, we're, we're all is, always welcome for more questions. Is that a post ratings question? I think that's a post yeah. ratings question, though. Okay. So Maybe we'll, that's like a included in ratings question. Nah. Like Something your rating should kind of give it away, right? Like if you're saying your rating is above a certain amount, then it should be like, yeah, I'll watch it again. If it's a below a certain amount, you should be like, well, I'm not going to watch it again. Because if you're if, if they're not correlating, then you're a crazy person. I mean, I just don't have enough time to watch enough shows. So I put stuff in the top third and never watch it again. I'm not saying like, but like for you, like people's cutoff might be different, right? Yeah, so yeah. For you, it might be like, hey, only if I give like, you know, top of the top, then I watch it again, right? <sighs> For me, the cutoff might be like, hey, as long as it's not in the bottom three, I'll like, you know, like whatever, like it's like time-based. All, right. All right, guys, we'll, we'll answer that question with our ratings. How about that? All right, sounds good. Uh, let's, uh, let's start out with our favorite question, which I don't know if we've got an answer, is who's the worst human being on the show? The dad, bringing the third three daughters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is it no, like, the daughters are pretty? The daughters are adults at this point, Brian. They're not like <laughs> they, he's not bringing children. I'm pretty sure the one that was speaking, or like who was interviewed, was like at least in like mid to late twenties. Is it the guy? Is it the son with the dad with Alzheimer's for bringing the guy with Alzheimer's on this race? I debated that one. I'd say no because I think he's very much like if it's if it if it takes a bad turn, I think he's going to call it. Like, I don't, I think he's there. It's very much like I'm here to let a lookout for my dad and make sure that we're not doing a terrible thing to him. I'm going to vote for the other three people on team bend that are dragging this guy in a leash who is heat stroke <laughs> and is dying through the jungle. I think that's the, they're the people that are really uh, not, not the good people here. I agree that those are the three people. I think you're looking at the wrong point for the, for the data. Okay. I think they're the bad people when they when someone else makes the call not to put up the sale, fully knowing that Dan's the one doing more than his share of the rowing because they make a comment about that, that he's a powerhouse. Mm. Uh, they know he's doing like a lot of work and they're making the call that, yeah, he can do all the work. To be fair. Did they actually is he actually doing more work or is that just a random sound clip the editors took or like oh man they say Dan's the powerhouse you got to put that line in so it's like looks uh, ironic later. I feel like they they mention it in 
a few different places because then another person or i don't know if it's the same person or not but like a, a team member also says it's like when your engine overheats he constantly calls dan their engine yeah right so that this this must be a thing where dan is the power for that team and he's like yeah, yeah dan's the biggest dude you know if i if it was me we could get like if it was one of the three of us we could be carried but like dan's the biggest dude so like clearly they realize dan's kind of the muscle he's bane and they're like yeah dan can do all the work we, we won't put on the scale um i have to agree with you like bear grills he's fine he's not the producers aren't like to me like this is not like these people are leagues above other reality shows and who's the worst human being so like it's it's a it's a grading scale based on this episode or at least you know the show um is this an upgrade or downgrade for the host bear grills it's definitely not the apex. Like apex. Well, is- I think I think we should upgrade or downgrade. Okay. From what? From for his career. This is an upgrade or a downgrade for his career. I think it's pretty good for him. I think it's a cushy job. He's on Amazon Prime. I I think it's it's pretty nice. Like, what was he doing? Before? Like, we obviously he had that one really popular show that's not really on anymore. Right. But then he had that Netflix special. Yeah, that I think this is an upgrade from that. 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely way better than that. But like, he was a star. He's not the star of this. Yeah, he's he's the most famous person in it. I, I and I think it's the kind of thing where it doesn't feel like he's schlepping to be part of this. It's like he's, it's it's kind of cool to be the the host of of a thing like this where people are competing and doing like impressive physical feats. All right, he's not okay. he's not hosting Dance with the Stars or anything right here. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. We'll go with upgrade. I think that's that seems good. Uh, yeah, I bet you they, he got paid pretty well for this kind of stuff, right? So like, I, how much I did think, he get paid for backflipping off that helicopter? No, that one he he pulled it audible. They're like, please don't backflip, please don't. He's like, I'm a backflip. We don't have the insurance for that. <laughs> They're like, I got it. Don't worry. Uh, what's the baffling, most baffling, cringeworthy moment in this episode? I think I was like pretty, all the stuff with Dan was pretty cringeworthy. Yeah, I was just gonna say that cringeworthy was him getting like undressed. It was underwear, like at some point, just like oh, oh man, cringing at the fact that he's doing that and the reason why he's doing that. I, I, I'm gonna mention the leash him. again. I can't stop talking about the. I can't get the 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 fact that there's a a grown man on a leash uh, is, is is part of this show. Yeah. There was a one family photo of a team. I can't remember which team, but like everybody was in like USA flag outfits, and that was kind of cringy to me. <laughs> I don't remember that. But yeah, that that seems. I definitely made a comment that like um, the dude with the speedos also had like a American flag one. <laughs> he was wearing an American flag speedo. Yeah, I, I I actually have a different answer here. Oh, I I just remember this. There was this moment where one team and maybe one of you guys remembers which team basically just yells back gibberish at like fiji children oh yeah and that what? i think is i think that was the, the most vets. yeah i don't know team yeah vets. maybe it's the vets, team, team unbroken like, yeah i think it was, like, team it was two people it wasn't the whole team to be fair it was two people um and they just yell back gibberish at children i can't believe i missed this uh, I think it was pretty cringy when they like 
that same team decides to turn back instead of going through the jungle. Like, what are you doing? You guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. And uh, thank, thankfully, they'll be off the show soon. Um, we got favorite minor minutia. Uh, I have one. There was a scene where like people were in the middle of the jungle and one of the contestants said, like, man, it's so hot in here. It's like I'm doing hot yoga. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. That was a good one. Especially in contrast with what Dan, what Dan looked like. I'm like, oh, that's not helping. <laughs> it's in the middle of that jungle, too. I don't know if this is cheating because this was in the this season on, but it was someone uh, says they're like climbing up a cliff or something. And they're like, I don't mind climbing. I mind dying. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little cheap. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think my favorite minutia is definitely just like the speedo situation. Like I know we already talked about it, but like dudes just like changing on speedos every day. And like the first speedo, the, you know, since we only watched one day, he, he just has like a US flag speedo. Like I'm happy to bet 50 bucks that like five of his speedos are just US flags in different like forms. Uh, there's definitely going to be an eagle one where it's like over a scratch. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> he he said something like he's a quiet and shy person, but likes to be noticed, and so he's wearing the speedo so he gets noticed. And I just I'm like, by who? Like the other teams are not gonna really care, and your teammates. I bet you they're noticing you. You're one of four people <laughs> on their team. He's trying to become that social media influencer, and you know, parlay his success on Eco Challenge into to greater fame. Or maybe he's just yeah, trying to get his email out there. OnlyFans team, everybody. <laughs> that's clear what it's about now. <laughs> that, 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 that's true. Or he's just trying to get his email out there, you know, get get some ladies, get some oh, dates. Yeah. I don't know why you mentioned the email. I, uh, I think, Chris, he's actually interested in, in getting, the, getting the dudes, not the ladies. Because he mentioned he's representing black culture and LGBT culture. Well, I, uh, I missed that, yeah. Uh, VJ, the email is a reference to uh, uh, what was the show called? If you are if, the one, if you are the one, uh, uh, where yeah. there was a dating show, and at the end, if you didn't get picked, your email was put on the screen. So if you liked that person, you could email them. Um, which is a who put this on uh, throwback. We definitely think like this was we saw this in one show, and this should be in like half the shows we watch. <laughs> Along with the podcast in uh, the podcast in the show and the uh, "Are You the One?" nicknames. These are all very. This this show kind of had the "Are You the One?" nicknames with the team names. Not not quite on that level. <laughs> yeah, but they get to pick them. So like, I mean, that's fine. Or kind of <laughs> Team India didn't get to pick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, well, they, I'm sure they said they were from India, even though one of the names is definitely not Indian. So I don't know what this one <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Uh, so our next question is, what's the production schedule? Uh, Mr. Internet Corner VJ that has this on Wikipedia. Wh when was this race actually run? Oh, I don't know. I, uh, it, uh, I also have some Wikipedia stuff open. It looks like it was 2019. They ran it in 2019. So like, clearly it takes place over 11 days. I don't know how much prep work there is for like this kind of race, but I'm sure it's more extensive than you think it is. Yeah. And then there, we already talked about the how how long is is Bear Grylls actually in Fiji situation? Uh, yeah. Bear Grylls is 
Like, unless he's an executive producer setting up the race, he's there for like 12 days. He's, there he's to show up. a producer, just to be clear. He's what? He, he is listed as a producer. Yeah. But I that, mean, could, that could mean a million things. Unless you're no, like but, Jeff yeah. But I think he's level. there for all 11, all 11 days. Yeah. Yeah. He's there for all 11 days. But like, unless he's like Jeff Probst level, like getting involved in all the minutia scheduling and channeling, all that stuff. Like, I just don't think. I don't think yeah, Amazon no. would give Bear Grylls that kind of access either. Like, so do you Bear think Grylls this flies this flies there on like a Monday, vacations in Fiji for like a week, and then like you know a couple of days before the race meets all the contestants, is kind of like you know has dinner with them, and then like two days later like you know the race starts eleven days, then at the end they like might have dinner together, and then he's like, well I'm out, that's my twenty days. Yeah, something like that. Do you think, um, oh, I had a thought. I lost it. Damn but, it. But, like, who sets up this race? We never really got into that. Like, who, like, makes sure that you can do this? Like, is there somebody that makes sure you could do this? They're just, like, looking on the map and, like, okay, well, this is, like, a 20-kilometer track that people generally do. Or, like, we can make this a 20-kilometer track. We'll go to the next one. Like, is, is that, like, like, is that, like, the production crew figuring that out and doing yeah. it or yeah i don't think that's it's that hard like really you're talking about like you know just not that crazy amount of pre preparation here like at some parts they're just going through paths in the jungle and like running up a road they don't have like a track here or anything yeah i mean like do they have to cordon off like this like so they're canoeing. Are there like boats allowed to go through there? Like we didn't see Definitely any not. boats. Yeah. The, so they, they have to coordinate with the Fiji government to be like, hey, we're going to, totally. can we block off this and like block off this? And like, you've got to coordinate these things or like, we want to do this. Fiji like government, any shooting ever. This. What? Like, like whenever you shoot something, not in a studio, that's what you got to do. I mean, I agree, but like, I don't think it's an easy thing. It's like, this is what we're trying to do. And you got to talk to the government. Be like, okay. This is what we need to do to make this happen. And that seems like even that canoeing part seems like there's like, I have no idea what you need to do to prevent boats from coming through there, to set up the camera angles, do all this crap. Like, I don't know. seems like of a lot. Of course, you stuff. don't know, Chris. That's not the point of this show. <laughs> you did not put this on. <laughs> what but if I you did? I want to know. I remember my point. Do, so in Amazing Race, they have like two cameramen that are like assigned each team that follow along the teams. Do you think they do anything like that with this? Or this have cameramen stationed at different spots to capture teams as they're going by? But for the most part, there's like no camera people for like long stretches of what they do. Option B. Yeah, I don't know. VJ, did you say there were five people? What happened to the fifth person? This person is at the camps to help out with the camping situation. So I think they like basically help them set up camp and so like so then the team can actually relax right and so they don't they're not the one putting up the tent like it's just like one less thing for them to do maybe they're like dealing with the food and stuff um i don't know maybe they're massaging their feet i don't freaking know what they're doing but like <laughs> they're not they're not production group they're part of their team okay. right so and like like when you have for a the team able, for the able family the last name of the person who that person is also able Right. So then it's not like it's not from Amazon. That person is from your. Yeah. Team. Yeah. When it's you're part of your team, but they're they're not the people traveling, like doing this crazy stuff. 
Right. right. How do they get from point A to point B? I don't know, like a car. (laughs) 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 What do you want from me? A car or a boat? Like you just put a motor in a boat. Like the the difference is like you can just put a motor in the boat, then you're done. (laughs) Doesn't even have to be a good motor. Just a motor. All right, all right. Uh, our next question is: uh, What show are the parents of the show? Which is itself essentially. This is God. And then this is, uh, you know, no, no, continuation no. So, so the, of. This is the parent of the show, is definitely Amazing Race, and the parent of that show is this show. This is this is a grandchild situation. Okay, I was going to say that. <laughs> I think this is no. like a child of the Olympics. And the previous incarnation of the show. Like, this is just the sob stories from the Olympics plus this eco challenge show that was from 1995. Do the Olympics show a bunch of sob stories now? I haven't watched the Olympics oh, yeah. in a little bit. Oh, American Olympics are terrible. You can't watch it. You got to watch, like, as someone who's watched a lot of Canadian Olympics coverage, then you come to American Olympics coverage, it's unwatchable how bad the American Olympic coverage oh, it's is. Terrible. It's all sob stories and, like, minimal sports. Like, all you see are the Americans, whether they win or lose. And you get to find out their hometown, where they grew up. You don't actually get to see the high-level play or high-level talent in any of these sports at all. It's terrible. It's like you like, want to see... I used to love watching the Olympics. I, I don't watch the Olympics anymore because I only get NBC Olympics, and it's it's garbage. All right. It's a bunch of pink eye. <laughs> bunch of what? <laughs> pink eye. I'm still. You know what I'm talking about? No. no. <laughs> like what's okay? What's the Olympics guy? What's his name? Oh, Bob Costas got pink eye at the Olympics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was like a big oh, deal, yeah. right? He had this pink eye. Like they, they didn't replace him, so now he's just on like national TV every day with pink eye, and it just looked gross. I forgot about that. Uh, all right, <laughs> it's time for ratings. Uh, so it's your first time. Our ratings are based on a stack ranking system between top, middle, or bottom. So. You rate this show compared to other reality shows we watched on the podcast where you think it's a top third, middle third, or a bottom third. And we'll throw in, will you watch the next episode along with your rating uh, since they're pretty correlated? And I guess I'll start out. Uh, I think that this is a top third show. I don't think it's amazing, because I, but I am very interested in seeing what happens. I think that there's like a lot of good challenges coming up in terms to see how people do like river rafting and climbing and all this. And this like extreme endurance stuff is very interesting to me. So I will definitely watch another episode. Chris, was that an amazing race pun? Yeah. I was, I was waiting for that question. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Rob, what do you got for me? Uh, I, I think I'm gonna put this one in the middle. I I, I do agree. Like, there's a lot, there's definitely some interesting stuff to it, and it, and it was fun to watch. But like, it it did kind of drag a little bit with some of the, like the the sob story stuff. And you know, I'm I'm wondering how. This is definitely one where like I wonder what other episodes are like, and I could see a world where it gets better, and I could see a world where it gets kind of uh, repetitive. And I just so I think I, I'm gonna put it in the middle. I'd, I'm kind of interested to watch more, but I I know that I'm it, I don't think I liked it enough that it's going to be able to crack my my time to actually watch more. So probably I'm not going to watch more, but I I would be interested in watching more if I had more time. Uh, VJ, what do you got for me? 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like just a bunch of nothing. I don't like we watched the show and then not much happened. And I assume the future episodes will just be a not much happening. But like there's nothing that I hate about it. So it just, you know, but like I would never put it on TV myself. So I'd say like top of the bottom. You know, there's just no like what's the point? Like I can just watch the Olympics. That seems better. Right? Like I can watch just real sport. Like why do I need this like sport half sport half reality TV bullshit where the reality TV part isn't really dialed up to be like creating really good storylines? Right? Like I just like would I ever watch this instead of just watching like basketball? No. So then it's just a bunch of nothing. All right. Brian, what do you got for me? I'm going to put it at the top of the middle. Like, I I see that, like, not much happened, but I think that, like, we just got started. There are also, like, some teams that are all, like, kind of hurting. So now we're going to get to, like, the real competitors. I I want to watch another one. And maybe my opinion will change on that, but right now I'm a little bit pumped to, to watch it. I'll probably go back and watch it tonight. <laughs> Like when that episode ended, I'm like, oh, just click that episode too. So I think for me, maybe it's just like the last four weeks just have been so bad. Like Seattle month was a bad month, guys. <laughs> just just bad. <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> Mistakes were <I'm> made. <laughs> like just this is a great palate cleanser. <laughs> I can see so. that. I can see how this is better than a lot of garbage because it really doesn't like it really doesn't do anything that would you would be like, this is garbage, right? But I just don't understand. I don't like. I don't understand why this is even considered reality TV. What should it be? Like so, I mean, Olympics. So you wouldn't consider Olympics reality TV, and you guys constantly talk about how this is the same. Uh, so, like from my perspective, what I consider reality TV, which is not the Hubertus on reality TV uh definition but if the producers set up the scenario and then film you then that is a reality show okay. whereas if you just follow along a scenario then that's a documentary so like the producers set this whole race challenge up if this was just a race challenge and then amazon was like hey i'm gonna film it so, then that so would be a documentary so your differentiation here is that the people who are setting up the race are called producers or not? Because that's the only gap I'm seeing. Like you're saying basically if the IOC sets up a race, not reality TV, but now if these people are called producers, it's reality TV. There's definitely a big difference between like, hey, we're going to set up a 5K down the street because for charity. Like, okay, go run 5K, whatever. But if like, hey, we're going to like set up this 5K instead of reality show to go along with the 5k then there's a lot more different decisions you're gonna make along the way to make a 5k for tv than you are gonna make just for a 5k that's the difference but all sport today especially american sport is played for tv that's yeah, just but why we like have sport like sure i mean that that's why i'm saying it's my definition this is like not like a but, definition a lot of people use, but like. I actually don't mind your definition. I just don't know 
how in your definition this is reality tv they don't they don't make any different decisions because of the tv part everyone just does what they do and they did a bunch of interviews again same to the olympics and the nba the nba if you watch like a basketball game they constantly talk about players and their lives and they get interviewed a bunch and there's an overlay of that like that is happening well our second favorite conversation on who put this on is is this a reality show or not and you know, this definitely blurs the line between a documentary and a reality show. But the fact that Amazon sets up this race for this TV show didn't just co-opt a race, didn't do anything other than like, like they did everything for this TV show. Whereas like that, like 50, 50, 50 thing, that was just something somebody wanted to do. Like it wasn't set up for a TV show or anything set up for a charity or hubris or whatever. Like well, we don't know that. I don't know what it was set up for, but like lots it of Iron set Man. Up for TV. Yeah, there is a rea- There is a documentary, but like, right. I don't know that documentary could be reality. I don't know. I was just like, from this perspective, Amazon seems to be the one in charge, so that's why it's a reality show, and not like, hey, we're following cheerleaders as they compete for something. That that would be a documentary. I don't know. Didn't Other people you can guys feel watch a cheerleader show on this? No, but there was one that I wanted to do. It was just called Cheer. It was good, but it was like a, it was clear way more of a documentary than this. Mm. I don't know. Usually, like this is definitely getting closer to a documentary because the people involved didn't seem to be all that selected for their sob story or reality show like commitment like yeah like, exactly that's shtick. that's it was that's like more of like who could actually do this but like if you didn't i'm assuming when you sign up for this you're like okay you have to do these confessionals you might be in this reality show like that's like part of it whereas like other places you'll sign up and you don't have to be part of like the reality show. You know, correct. I mean? All sports leagues in America, when you when you're a player, as part of the players' association and the league, their contract has some amount of TV stuff that is part of your contract, right? Like LeBron has to show up for a bunch of like stuff because he is an NBA player and he has no way to get out of it. Yeah, but he's not sitting at a confessional booth like being egged on by a producer the whole time. He's like sitting in front of a camera and asking him questions, which I guess is similar. What's the difference? But I don't know. We're just going to do sport. We're going to do sports month, and we're going to rate different sports. <laughs> oh, one thing I actually did want to think is about. WWE a reality show? Can, can we? Can, can I just ask that question? No, because it's all scripted. It's all. It's not completely scripted. No, but like, it it's generally scripted. It's like, right. hey, we want this outcome, so go mm. do this. And like, those are I would consider like performers. It's more of like a, it's more like a play than it like a improvisational play. Mm. Is a I see. Show. I, don't, I don't know. But back to this show, I was like. I wonder if Amazon has other cuts of this show for other markets. Like, is mm. there an India cut where, like, they, they just focus on all the India team? The two, three, I don't know how many India teams there are, but like. One. Team India. <laughs> team India? As they like to call them. I wasn't sure. Like, I, I don't know if there's other cuts for this or not. That would be I doubt it. 
I, I don't think this show is like, I, I don't think Amazon like really put in the effort on this one for that to be the case. It is odd that Netflix is the only one that cares about the global market at all. Like we did that one show was like Ninja Warrior, but they had like Beastmaster or something. Yeah, that they did not had, do like, that show. Just to be clear. We didn't do that show? No, we, we talked about it many times. We kept no. saying we were not going to do it. Another <laughs> kind of not reality show, but it had like seven different like announcers for different cuts of the show. So like that's I, but like I, I don't think it's fair to say Netflix is the only one who cares about the global market. People are just solving it in different ways. So I can phrase it opposite where Netflix cares the least about the global market because they're just trying to put the same show out with slightly different cuts in different world. Whereas the other people are actually putting out different shows that are targeted to different countries, right? Now, if you phrase it that way, it sounds like Netflix is the worst of the bunch, which is not really the case at all, right? It's just like, you're just, people are just trying out different things of what works across markets. I don't know. I like, I like how Netflix, we get content from the rest of the world. I like, I think that there are probably great Indian shows and great, like UK shows that we never get to see. To, to be fair, Chris, like we've watched shows like Documental on Amazon Prime that are clearly not American shows. That's true. So I, I think Amazon. I think to Vijay's point, Amazon does care about the global market. They're just doing it differently by I think trying to show different shows that are more specifically for that market. If if you were to use my account, you would get recommended a bunch of Indian shows, and mostly movies because I, I end up watching more movies on Amazon Prime. So the content is clearly available there. Um, but it's just like, you know, it's the recommendation algorithm doesn't isn't recommending that to you at this point. Okay. I'll concede. Uh, anyone they want to sh- shout out anything before we go? Chris, are you so excited for Friday? Uh, what's Friday? So I don't know if people who listen to the podcast know, but Chris loves disney live action remakes oh yeah and so it's time for mulan so i'm sure chris just count down the days you know of all like i'm not entirely opposed to them i'm just opposed to the shot for shot remake ones (laughs) aka beauty and the beast aladdin and lion king like i think if it's not a shot for shot remake it's just a new like it's a reimagining of the movie then sure whatever do what you want did you watch any of them no i have not seen any of them i did see the jungle book remake which was a live action remake that was good the a lot uh whatever fucking one i assume it's the john favreau one i mean it wasn't good it wasn't great but it was like it was fine uh the alice in wonderland movie i like i enjoyed that that was also fine like not entirely opposed to them. Just like the recent shot for shot remake seemed a little seemed a little pointless to me. I'll also point out I uh, finished season one of Mindhunter this week, so it came out oh. like two or three years ago, and uh, I just finished it. Great show. Yeah. Wait, uh, are there more seasons out? There's two seasons, so I got, I got another season to go. Yeah. The uh, the main character is one of the main voices in uh, Frozen. So instead of calling him Holden, I call him Kristoff. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I thought you should call him Chris. <laughs> Maybe I should call him Chris. It works on many levels. There you go. Brian? 
I started watching Cobra Kai burn through season one like almost immediately. Now it's a really good show for being like a YouTube red original. Now on Netflix. Right. Because Netflix Netflix is now producing like season three. Just to be clear there, is it a really good show for being a YouTube red original or is it a really good show, period? I don't think I've ever like known anything else from there. Like I've always heard that like uh, Cobra but, Kai was good. I mean, you made, good you made that qualification. Yeah. <laughs> but is it a good show? Is his question. Yes. Okay. Right. Is also you made show. the qualification. I didn't make that up. Uh, I watched the Action Park documentary on HBO Max. It was really good. It was really fun up until two thirds through. Then it got kind of it took like a dark turn, but. Overall, it was really fun. I, I highly recommend that. Uh, also, The Vow, I think, is out on HBO right now. The first episode, I watched the first episode, it was really good. And uh, Lovecraft Country is also on HBO right now. It's like a horror, like, it's kind of like a black, um, like, horror show. It's really good. It's really cool. It's really inventive. Definitely stuff you don't see on TV a lot. Um, highly recommend watching Lovecraft Country if you can feel like horror and all. Um, I think that's VJ. Unless you have anything, basketball's on right now. Uh, I don't watch that much basketball. I talk about it way more than I watch it. <laughs> you're just a Ringer fan, so like, you just. I, I've been watching. I, I uh, so like you know I, I always try to have like at least one sitcom that I'm watching actively. So like over the last couple of months, I've been watching Just Shoot Me. Um, that's a it's a weird show. Like I like I don't understand how this. That's show the one with got. David Spade, right? Correct. Uh, it's enjoyable. It has its moments, but like, oh god, are they just like doing all kinds of fucked up shit in this? Like it's just constant sexual harassment at the workplace like that's the whole the whole show the premise is that that's it <laughs> i don't even understand like if there was not that there would be no storyline for any episode it seems like welcome to the 90s it's, it's not a show for the me too era is that what you're saying i don't like even it seems like it would have been crazy even then like I, I, you know just it's a little much so so that but you know uh David Spade's pretty good. Like, I mean, like he's good at the character he's being asked to play at. The character itself is obviously questionable. And then I've been watching Fresh Prince. I was just going to um, ask, why aren't you watching Fresh Prince? Well, so like the part of the thing is like, I watch Fresh Prince when we're hanging out in the living room. But then HBO Max continues to not be available on Roku. And hence, I don't really care to Chromecast it while I'm in the bedroom. So that I just like, you know, go to Hulu and find the garbage on it to watch. You should just go back to Seinfeld, you know, the classics. Yeah, me, once it's on Netflix, maybe I'll, you know, do another. But it's on Hulu. Watch. You just said you go to Hulu. I know, but like, you know, I've already done the Hulu Seinfeld rewatch. Like, I don't need to do that again. <laughs> you always need to do Seinfeld rewatch. Come on. I've already done two in the last three years. Like, I just don't <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Who Put This On. You can find us on Facebook.com. You can email us questions and suggestions at whothison at gmail.com. Next week, tentative is the barbecue top. What is it? 
barbecue rig masters no rig- no it's the one on netflix final table final table <laughs> barbecue barbecue rig masters yeah <laughs> <laughs> well brian's uh, thinking of barbecue pit masters which is a show we've already done yeah uh we'll see uh we don't, we don't really know if you have a suggestion you know we're open uh, I, I, I have a separate question uh you mentioned the twitter and everything else does this pod have an only fans account uh not yet but we're willing to start one uh we just need some incentive to start one <laughs> oh email us if you are interested in our only fans account or maybe you know we could start basic with like maybe an instagram account i don't think you want the the who put this on only fans account we just want the chris lorenz only fans account that, that's oh the real yeah i don't think so uh <laughs> all right well you could <laughs> you can find us wherever and we'll see you guys next time I don't know if I remember enough of these teams. I wrote down some notes, but I, this could be a quick one. I Ryan, do you have Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's?